0: This morning's scripture is from 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 to 13. Please follow along as I read. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David... As preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy, for if we died with him, we will also live with him, if we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. So, in 2 Timothy, we, last week, don't be
1: ashamed, join in suffering. And suffering meaning identifying with Jesus. So, in, in that culture, at that time, Jesus was reviled. Jesus was not a popular figure in Rome in about 66. Nero was persecuting Christians and burning the city. And so to identify as a Christian came with some shame and cost. Paul says, don't worry about that. To identify with Jesus is part of what we are as Christians in our culture. There's there's coming a time where identifying with Jesus isn't necessarily popular in some quarters, but that's okay. We see the the goodness of God even as we identify with him. Third thing was follow a pattern of good teaching, sound teaching, Paul asked Timothy. Don't leave the, the truth of the gospel. And fourth, guard the deposit that the Holy Spirit that's been given, this truth that's been given, don't let go of it. So those are the four things he encourages Timothy with. And we're going to see these themes a lot in these uh, four chapters of Second Timothy. I... Um, my, my phone. Now, th- some of you uh, don't haven't known me long enough to know what a what an incredible thing for me to have an iPhone. I've had a flip phone until about a year ago. And um, so one of the things that all of you guys know about, but I'm still getting in touch with here, is when you get messages and um, uh, voice texts and the phone tries to print the voice text out for you, it does its best, you know what I'm talking about, it reads the voice text for you. So I got one a few weeks ago, I shared this with a couple of you, but then this morning I was thinking about what... Paul was telling Timothy today, and I thought, okay, this is um, this is good. This is what I learned from my voice texting. So this was my text of a couple of weeks ago. It says, Hi, Tim. And this is trying to interpret, right? Hi, Tim. This is Craig calling from Dell Technologies. Um, your name came up as the contact point for Living Hell Presbyterian Church. <laughs> you know, if you doubt it, I'm keeping this. And I saw the marketing possibilities immediately. <laughs> Hottest church in town. It's never, it's never ending source of joy. So I'm keeping this one. And it reminded me this morning because it only takes one word to change before you begin to go down the wrong road. And this morning, Paul tells Timothy, you need to pass along the truth of the gospel and not get diverted from that because when you begin to take and say, we're not changing the way we deliver the message, that's fine. The way we deliver it may change throughout all time, but what we deliver, it's crucial that it not be bound by culture or bound by what we think. And so he says, listen to what he says here to his dear son in the faith, this young pastor, be strengthened by the grace that's in Christ Jesus and what you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, probably when Paul's teaching at Timothy's church or the group of believers that were gathered, entrust this to faithful, it says men, but anthropoi is men and women, it just depends on the context, to faithful people, who will be able to teach others also. Remember what he said before, sound teaching, remain in the truth, not diverting. He says again, remember Jesus Christ in verse 8, risen from the dead, the offspring of David. Even those three phrases tie together the truth of the resurrection all the way back through that Old Testament about David's son. and It says so much But he says, this is what's important. Here I am in prison. I'm limited now in terms of my communication. But I want you to remember what you've heard, the truth of it. Don't divert. Don't be ashamed. I know it may be hard to speak the truth. I know people may not like it. But this is where life is found. This is where my life changed. This Paul who was out persecuting Christians... This is where he got revolutionized was meeting Jesus, when Jesus literally knocked him off his ride. So for those of us, we have to look first. Do we, do we know Jesus? Has he knocked you off your horse? Has he knocked you around enough to say, I know this is true. If you haven't, be honest. And pray that prayer. Say, Jesus, would you knock me off my horse? Would you get my attention if you haven't yet? And Paul says, what you've heard me speak about this gospel, I'm entrusting to you. You take it and give it to others who are able to give it to others. So how many how many lines do we have here? We have Paul to Timothy to people he will teach that are able to teach others. You got four lines there, right? Paul to Timothy to those he's, Timothy's teaching who will be able to teach others. Parents, grandparents, influencers. We need to know that they know what we know. Many of us were touched years ago, decades ago. For me, 42 years ago. And it can be part of my past, but that's not where the Gospel lies. It lies today. And are we entrusting with our children and our grandchildren and those who we know? And everybody here has influence in someone d- that deposit that we've been given, are we willing to pass it along and teach them to pass it along? Are you willing for your children to be evangelists in the sense of being able to share with others? Or does that embarrass you? If it does, we're cutting the line of what Paul says. This should be a free-flowing conduit through. Don't be embarrassed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. It is life. If it's given you life, it gives others life. This theme we're going to see riding through, but this is where he's talking about and He returns in verse 3 to this idea of sharing in suffering as a good soldier. Remember, suffering, it's hard for us sometimes to relate to suffering. We live in such affluence. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I feel like I truly suffered. Some of you all have. I, I, I acknowledge that. But, but suffering in this sense is aligning yourself with Jesus and saying, whatever Jesus gets, I get Now, there's good news in that, because Jesus is God's Son, and the riches of His are also ours, but He also gets scorn from many. And so we have to align with Him in both ways. So here's what Paul gives us, three analogies. The first one is as a soldier. He says in verse 3, "...share in suffering as a good soldier of Jesus Christ." And he makes a comment. He says, no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. Now, he's not saying that, well, you shouldn't have anything to do with this life. You just, whatever. That's. But can I tell you that a soldier, there's a time when a soldier has to pay his bills. That would be a s- civilian pursuit. The, the way that that actual word is, is it's the practicalities of life. There's two words that are used there. And when he says the, the practicalities of life, no soldier gets involved in the practicalities of life. That's how it literally translates. Can I tell you that all soldiers have to get involved in the practicality of life, except if they're in the battlefield? You realize you're not paying your bills in the foxhole as the bullets are whizzing over your head? You're not thinking like, oh, oh, I'm forgot. going to be going to be late, that car payment. You realize you're not thinking that at the moment because you're aware of the battle around you. And so there's nothing that happens more often to us is that when there's a moment, because there are God moments in our life, there are critical moments that come along. Sometimes day, every day you'll have one in certain seasons. But you'll be in a moment, if you're a Christian, where God will place His Spirit on you, He'll place His hand on you, He'll say, now. I'm, He's always with you. But there may be a teachable moment with your children. There may be a moment for you to speak a word in season. And my particular uh, temptation is because you're a soldier in that moment. You're sharing Jesus. And at that moment, if you think, Ah, oh, forgot to pay the bills. I am so distractible, Right? Squirrel. It's just the dog. Just There's nothing Satan likes better than to distract us in a God moment. Be alert. Soldiers are alert. So when there is something happening and you're aware of that moment when the battle is either about to be engaged or is engaged, and I mean this, that the love of God, the truth of God, able to be shared, don't be distracted by the running water, the whistling tea kettle. Just turn it off and stay in the moment because at that moment we're not distracted by civilian pursuits. The second thing he says is an athlete has to compete according to the rules. Verse 5, an athlete's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. And the rules you've got to know it's, the rules aren't always obvious, right? I can't, you know, you, Any of you all know the rules? How many of you truly know the rules of cricket? <laughs> you ever you ever read the cricket rules? It is completely non-understandable if you didn't grow up. It's like learning Chinese if you didn't grow up Chinese perfectly. It's incredibly complicated. Okay? Even simple rules, though, when my son, Patrick, was swimming on the swim team, And uh, I think it's butterfly strokes. Some of you guys are swim instructors. But you've got to touch the wall with both hands on that stroke. Isn't that the stroke you have to touch with both hands? And bless his, I was just happy when he didn't drown. doing. He was small and didn't have the upper body strength. And I was just happy when he made it across the pool alive. But several times he didn't disqualify. He was a young kid, and he was swimming the butterfly. And I saw it happening where he was going to reach with one hand, and I'm like... Because he was going to finish. He was going to be like, get a ribbon, little sixth place ribbon or whatever they give. And he was going to be DQ'd because he didn't obey the rules. And he was probably just trying to get air in his lungs. And I realized that. But you realize it was so close, but it didn't matter. Y'all, Jesus has set up life through His Word, to be lived a certain way. And when we say, well, it doesn't matter if I touch with two hands or one hand. What the heck does it matter? I swam the course. Well, those are the rules. It makes no sense to me why you don't have to do that with, like, other strokes. But those are the rules. Now, you can argue all you want with the Scripture, and you can say, oh, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why we should have to do it that way. And pick your area of life. I mean, we, you can pick it. But this Word has been set up for our benefit and our good and His glory. And if you don't know it, you're going to touch the wall with one hand and you're going to wonder why you were dq And you're going to say, this isn't working. And here's what happens. I'll tell you, I've seen it so many times. People say, this Christian life, it doesn't work at all. I, I try. I went to church when I was a kid. Do you know what, anywhere in here what says, you go to church and you'll be blessed? Nowhere in the Scripture says, you go to church, that's it. This life is about relationship with Jesus Christ and with each other. And there are lots of things in here the Bible gives us instruction. And it behooves us, if we're going to run the race and be an athlete, Paul says, don't be disqualified by not competing according to the way it's set up. A good athlete is not only fast and disciplined, whatever event it is, but they understand the parameters of the event and that's the way we need to be in our lives the soldier leads a disciplined life the athlete leads an obedient life and the farmer leads a hard working life right the farmer james james grew up on a dairy farm what time what time's your dad get up in the morning to milk did milk the cows about 5 Most of y'all commuting by then, right? You're not sitting under a cow. But, well, some of y'all might be, I don't know. (laughs) Contract work around here, you know. But the idea that somehow in in Christianity we can just chill is not biblical. He says the farmer shares the fruit of his labor, but it's a hardworking life. And so let's not fool ourselves into thinking that this Christian life, the joy of it, Yes, but it's got to be a disciplined, hard working and obedient life in order to be the life God has given to, to us. And just like to Paul, there's this balance of what we believe and what we live out because he follows these very practical ideas of a soldier being not entangled in the moment of of uh pursuing god's purposes with civilian pursuits the athlete competing according to the rules the hard working farmer having the first share of the crops and then he says these things about what we believe risen remember jesus christ risen from the dead offspring of david as i preached in the gospel that's that's for which i'm suffering that's why he's suffering Bound with chains as a criminal. Then he says, but the word of God is not bound. Even though he is, God's word is effective to do what it was intended to do. Therefore, he says, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, those who God has chosen for salvation, those they may obtain the salvation that's in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. And then he gives this little saying, this trustworthy saying that we end with. If we've died with him, we'll live with him. If we endure, we'll reign with him. If we deny him, he'll deny us. If we're faithless, he remains faithful. I want to look at those four at the very end in just a second, but I just want to say something important here, that one of the great issues that that we find as believers is the temptation to, to mentally agree with certain things in religion or Christianity but not have it change our life. I got an email this week from one of our folks who just went off to college, and he was noting on college life, this is a very um, wonderful, thoughtful young man, and he said, um, at my college, I, I'm finding it interesting and challenging. He's been trying out different Christian groups, and he says, when it comes to religion, it's hard to find people who are sharing my values. I'm surprised that there are people who confess themselves to be Christians but don't act like it especially when it comes to alcohol and, how shall I say this, personal relationships. I guess I am trying to be compassionate. I understand we all have our sins. But so many who call themselves Christians seem to have no knowledge or remorse of their sins. It comes from a young believer, but we've all observed this, right? <laughs> People who say they're Christians and then don't act like it. I confess that's me sometimes. I assent mentally to certain things that God's in control, and then I can worry like heck about the outcome. I confess to you, sometimes I get afraid for the future when I know that there's no fear in love. So I'm going to challenge us this morning, rather than assent, mental assent, A-S-S-E-N-T, where we agree with, let's have an ascent, A-S-C-E-N-T, which means to go up. Because ascent, when we go up and see from God's perspective, we see truth. We've got to start here. We've got to get serious and real about our beliefs changing the way we actually live and where you see a disconnect in what you say you believe, acknowledge it as sin, as that which we've missed the mark, And let's try to align the two. Paul says to Timothy, true belief isn't just saying something's true, but living it is true. And he says it like this, if we've died with Him, we'll also live with Him. Death in the the Gospel leads to life if you're hanging on to a resurrected Christ. That endurance... Keeping going in the race. You know why I don't run marathons? Some of y'all run marathons or half marathons, wherever. You know why I don't run them? I get tired. <laughs> I don't like to be tired. I run like half a mile into it. I'm really exhausted. I just start walking. I, I stop. Right? Woe to me if my Christian life's like that. You're gonna get tired. It's going to seem difficult. I've gotten tired of my Christian life, but I haven't sat down yet. I've gotten knocked off the path a few times, but I haven't quit. Don't quit. You get to reign with Him. You get to sit next to Him. You get to go to the ascent up to the mountain of the Lord. Third, scary, if we deny Him, He will also deny us. The word here for denial is a sense of that non-identification we talked about. If we say... There is no God. There is no Christ. I disavow any knowledge of Him. Mission impossible wise. I disavow because there is no way of salvation. He doesn't deny us out of retribution. There is no other way. If you're not clinging to Christ, there is no way. Don't give up. He knows who's His. You cling to Christ. And here's the best news. If we're faithless, He remains faithful. Guys, I'm faithless sometimes. You're faithless sometimes. He is faithful. Not denying Him, I'm just tired. Because He can't deny Himself because He identifies with you. As you've embraced Him, He embraces you even harder. I want to close with this. In our in our world, we have the criteria for being successful as this. Basically, you can phrase it different ways, but it's, what have you accomplished? What have you accomplished? That's the start of many a good midlife crisis, because somewhere between 45 and 55, or some of us, some of you had earlier, some of you later, but guys especially, what are, what have we accomplished? But women too. I tell you that's not the right question. Paul is sitting in prison. Paul, who could have been all that as a Pharisee and, and had so much more in worldly sense. The question is this, have you been faithful? Have you been faithful? Well, I don't see a lot of fruit in my ministry. Have you been faithful? Well, my kids are all, have you been faithful? Well, my business is about to, have you been faithful? What have I accomplished? Ah. Ultimately, that's in God's hands. And here's the scary thing. The more successful and capable call it a Northern Virginia person you are, the more tempted you are to think that your success is gotten by your own hand. And we live in a culture of strivers. And God says, breathe and rest and be faithful. And sometimes He will pour blessing out upon you and some of you all have tremendous success in your lines of work and all that. That's great. It's a sign of blessing. But some of you all are struggling in many ways, not just with work, but just with health issues or struggling a lot of ways, take heart. God is faithful, and He calls you to embrace Him. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank You that this man so committed to You in a prison, Speaking and saying and writing what would be words right at the end of his life is able to focus on things that are important to him eternally. That he saw life as he'd gone on the ascent up to heaven and that what he believed and how he lived matched. Lord, help that be so for us that we compete according to the rules, the way you've set up life, that we live life not distracted. Lord, in the moment of truth, Father, that we are able to pour back out to you all that we have because it all comes from you anyway.